hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. So here we are on the Aging Fearlessly radio and podcast and I decided with all that's going on with COVID-19, it was the perfect opportunity to speak to someone who is working hard to help many people. Many of my friends have been overseas or traveling when all of this happened and having to race home because they've been called home by governments, by airlines, and they really have struggled in many cases to find ways to get home. Sue Barton is a travel agent and she's at the front end of all of this helping so many people right now with getting home and being safe. She has a wealth of knowledge and I welcome her to the program today. Hi, Sue. Hi, Karen. Thanks so for having to... me. Yeah, you're welcome. It's so good to have a chance to chat to you. We have talked before about doing a podcast about travel, but I really think this is a great time. Yes, I agree. It's so appropriate right now. And it's on everybody's mind, I'm sure, as people are sort of stuck at home or feel stuck at home. They're dreaming of other places to go and suddenly we can't. So yeah, well, they're stuck at home right now, but many of them weren't stuck at home when all of this cut loose in probably early March. And uh, I had friends that I was with in Adelaide who'd come from Canada for a wedding. I had friends in Cuba. I had friends in Italy. I have friends all over the world because that's what my friends do. They're mad travel people. But Sue, you have such a wealth of knowledge about travel. Tell us about your travel career. Oh, gosh. Well, thanks, Karen. My travel career spans now 35 years or something. Um, and I got into travel because um, I really wanted to travel and I was traveling at that time and I was living overseas and I decided that um, if I got into travel, I would get some really cheap airfares and go and see my mum and dad in New Zealand. Um, that was the plan. And at that time, um, that was enough to get me started and off I went and got myself trained. Um, uh, I was living in Los Angeles and got myself trained at at LAX. So LAX, for those that don't know, is Los Angeles International Airport. And um, so uh, once once I was trained, it was great because, yes, every year or so I could go home and see my parents in New Zealand. Um, I could travel around and we in those days had really lovely educationals. So it was great. Um, I had come from a production background, so I was married to a film director at the time, and that's why I was living in LA. I had been working in film production and uh, commercials, and after I had my first child, I thought, well, it's, that's just not really sustainable for me. You know, the hours weren't great. So, um, you know, travel um, and working in an office and being able to help people was a great solution. 
But what happened at that point was I was able to utilize my skills, um, having moved crews all around uh, or worked with crews, I was able to move crews around the country. And um, I found myself then working in um, television, well, working with television stations like um, NBC, um, moving crews around and working with celebrities. So it was, it was a great um, uh, teaching ground for me. Uh, and then I came to Australia and worked uh, in corporate and then um, uh, did that for quite a long time, set up a, uh, helped set up a couple of agencies, worked with tele television stations again. And I guess about seven years ago, I decided that I wanted to change up my life and I wanted to spend less time in an office and more time traveling. And I figured that there was a better way to do that. And um, that was be by becoming a mobile travel agent. So what that meant was I was able to go out and see my clients. I couldn't just do that on my own. Of course, I need to affiliate with a big company. I need buying power and I need insurances and, uh, and credibility of a big company. So I joined a very big company called MTA. It is my business that I run, but I am affiliated with this very big company. So I've never asked you before what MTA stood for, but it is Mobile Travel Agents. Agents. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And it's, um, the, the company was set up 20 years ago by a couple who could see all these people now leaving the industry. That was 20 years ago when the internet really hit us. And, uh, you know, people were leaving the industry and they were leaving with great knowledge. And they thought, well, hold on a second. Surely we can set up a vehicle for people to work at home. So they did. And that's, I think it started with just, you know, maybe five or 10 people. And now there's 400 of us all over Australia. And we're the, pretty much the largest travel agency group, highly uh, awarded and well-known, yeah, in Australia. So the people that set it up were great visionaries. And they allowed us really to go out and create our own businesses. So it's that's, in vehicle. that's incredible. I mean, people that have the the foresight, the insight to actually do this, you know, you don't have issues of having to have a rental property. And you, however, you don't have people walking in the street to book. That's right. That's right. You know, it's up to me to go and market. It's up to me to network and find my clients and, um, once I do, and um, once I build a relationship with them, um, because I believe it's a relationship, I'm looking after their travel. It's an, it's you know, it's a really important thing. It's a big part of our lives. People yes. save a lot of money to travel. You know, it's like number two or number three. You know, you buy a house, you buy a car. You know, you're raising your kids or whatever, and then you travel, right? So well, I did it the other way around. Actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I finished teacher's college and then I travelled and then I went to work and then I bought a house. I yeah. forgot the marriage and the kids. <laughs> I somehow overlooked all of those things, those two <laughs> major things that a lot of people uh, do in their lives. But um, I'm still travelling, probably yeah. less now yeah. than I did when I was younger, but that's because I do hold down a busy job. That's right. Really, my point is that 
it's a it can be a big expense for people and so people dream about traveling it's just super important to them especially Australians we are in one of the remote parts of this world and as you and everyone else that's listening to this from Australia is aware that traveling to many overseas destinations can take anywhere from eight to 24 hours or even more. And hence, when they do go, they plan to go on lengthy trips. That's so true. Yes, they, they take off for months, don't they? Yes. Um, and there's that rites of passage that we do, you know, or some of us do or did uh, to go to Europe and, you know, backpack around Europe. So, yeah. We, we do have that in us. It's, it seems like it's a long way away. And so if we're going to go, we're going to really go. But as travel has become more reasonable and there's a lot more competition or there has been a lot more competition in Australia, you know, it's opened up a world to people that could never have traveled before because now we have low cost carriers mm. um, and we have online, you know, booking agents. So that's given people a feeling of control over their own travel planning. You've had a huge career in film, television and for some of the big stations in Australia and helping, helping them with their travel. But right now we're in the midst of a pandemic and I think so many people were caught overseas having to get home. How did you deal with that situation? Yeah, um, to be honest, uh, we're still dealing with it and I'm still dealing with it. Um, you know, it's, it's been so unprecedented. Um, there have been, you know, times where it's just so incredibly complex to get somebody back. Um, you know, we'll have to call consulates. We have to look at all, you know, all the live notifications that we sent from, from the airlines. And trust me, they change every single day. Um, I have had people stuck and then I've successfully got them out. And I've, you know, feel really proud that I successfully saved um, three people about $5,000 um, that they would have had to pay because they had booked online and they were trying to change their tickets that they'd booked online. And yeah, you know, there were the last minute seats and it was like $5,000. Yeah. And they've called me because, you know, I've been referred. And even though I hadn't even booked their travel, I was able to give them some advice that saved them a lot of money. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm really proud of that, but it's been extremely stressful as well with, um, you know, getting my own clients, my clients that have booked with me, getting them back. They've, um, you know, some of them have been sick. Um, you know, some of them have been really, really confused and stuck. They might be elderly. It's, yeah, it's been a really, really trying time. Um, but I sort of, for me personally, I've drawn back on my old um, skills that I had of working, um, you know, with television stations and foreign correspondents and things like that, where I've got people out of war zones. So in a way, it's kind of, 
even though it's been stressful, it's in a way it's, it's allowed me to use some skills as well. And uh, that's helpful because hopefully those people will see and that, you know, um, that I did help them in a time of incredible stress and they'll refer me to other people going on. The big thing in our industry right now is that people are trying to secure their money back. Yeah, so let's come back to that. Okay. I want to say you were talking about elderly people and getting them home. Some people are less resilient. Yes. And especially those who haven't travelled a lot and they get in a panic, you know, passports, borders, airports. So when you're saying the elderly and trying to get some of your older clients home, do you find sometimes they are a little less resilient? Definitely. It's really stressful for them. And um, I know that they are very grateful to have, you know, somebody on the other end of the line um, because they can't call the airlines. They can't get through. They they may be stuck um, in a hotel. They just don't know what to do. You know, they've got so many things that needed to be taken care of, cancelled or attended to. They may be unwell. And then they're, fearful coming back here and going into isolation. There's a few people that have been in a really bad way with it. And also depending where you are, if you're stuck in South America, it's probably very different to if you're stuck somewhere closer to Australia or a country that speaks the same language as you, has similar customs. And maybe if you're stuck in England, might not be as troublesome as if you're stuck in Argentina or Chile. Chile, yeah, and South America has been a, a really tricky one. It, it's taken some of my weeks to get their, their people home. Um, and then I think we had, a, you know, Qantas put on a flight, a special flight, a repatriation flight for those people. Um, I was lucky I didn't have anybody in South America, but that has been really difficult. Um, and, you know, people feel stuck. And, yeah. and then if you can't get them out and they really are, stuck and the borders are closed you know they they just have to sit tight yeah um yeah it's been pretty bad for for many many people now we started also you started to talk about now people are home and they're trying to get their money back yeah how's that going it's a twofold thing the airlines obviously are saying well if you know we can put your monies into credit so we, we, that's what I'm doing for people. I'm putting their money into credit. And depending on the airline, because each airline has a different set of rules, and trust me, they change them every day. Um, <laughs> There's, these are my rules. I'll have these ones this day. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, you know, the day somebody in our industry writes an unambiguous waiver or cancellation policy, I will be kissing the ground. But they're not, they're very ambiguous. They're very ambiguous, yeah. So many people are happy to have their money put in credit, you know, um, because they know that they're going to travel in the future. And the airlines have been generous and they've said, well, you know, 2021, some are saying uh, 790 days, I think it was, for Emirates. I mean, that's a few years. So some people are comfortable doing that. But everybody has different circumstances and some people want their money back. I'm spending my time getting people's money back and negotiating on their behalf and have been successful with that. 
but then there's other companies that you know we have to go along with their policy and no amount of negotiation is sort of working i have been successful in getting people um, incredible results for their cruise credits um but some people have you know twenty thirty forty thousand dollars worth of money tied up in cruises <laughs> i've never spent that much money on a holiday even when i've gone for a year that's right. That's right. It's a lot of money to anybody. And they might be nervous about it or they may not be. And they may th think, well, you know, but I'm getting older. What if by the time this whole, you know, COVID-19 thing plays out, I don't want to travel anymore. I'm not well. I want to get my money back. You know, it is, it's a tricky one because I have to abide by the rules. Um, but for the ones that are happy, to have their money with the cruise companies, I have been successful in getting them even more credit. So that's been nice. And I believe that's something that you could really only do if you had a relationship with a travel agent. Mm. Um, I don't know necessarily that it'd be that easy to negotiate that yourself. Maybe, I don't know. But and not knowing the ins and outs of travel and yeah. how to do this and, and who are the right people to speak to and yeah. and not get the runaround because That's quite right. often people will get the runaround. And, and, and quite often it's very hard to get to the source that's, that's going to make the decision and the ruling that from my experience with many companies and especially now, you know, if you ring a bank or there's a lot of companies you ring, you can't actually get to the source. Well, and you know, I've been doing things for my mum and some days I can sit on a phone for two hours with a headset in and, and then in the end you just give up because yeah. it's just not the right time. And sometimes you luck out and you get through, but yeah, it can be really yeah. difficult. And that's where a good travel agent will save you time and money and stress. Yeah. So if you had booked online during this, you may have spent hours. I've been speaking to people who've been in tears saying I spent nine hours on the phone in America waiting for the airline to pick up nine hours yes now I have the systems live right here so I can go in and I can change things if you book through me and I can advise you if there really is a seat available and I can advise you what the fare is going to be I can do all of that all you have to do is call me you yeah. don't have to sit on the phone. And yes, sometimes I do have to sit on the phone for my clients, but most of the time, because I have the tools and because I know the industry and I have all the advice from the airlines and cruise companies and tour companies, I can access that for you. So it takes all that stress away. Isn't that worth paying just a little bit more money for? Or sometimes you're not even paying any money to your travel agent. You see, we're just, we are the distribution arm for the, for the airlines and the cruise companies, the tour companies. So they pay us. Therefore, uh, you know, we are representing you and we're representing them. So I can negotiate because they want to deal with my clients. They want my clients. They want my business. So that's, that's what a lot of people don't understand. They think right. they're tacking on a big fee at the end, which isn't isn't the truth that's right and without sort of sounding like i'm going to go on and on about the otes which are the onlines you know there has been a place for it and sometimes if you're booking you know a sydney singapore and you just want to go there for a weekend it's look it's fine if you feel comfortable but there's issues with them as we're seeing many of those companies have gone under your money's not really necessarily protected 
Yeah. So when we go on these big websites, and I, I don't want to name names, but you all know them, they are called aggregators. Yeah. So all they're doing is sifting through all these different companies that are offering a deal. So you're dealing with a robot. And yeah. you go on, you can make your booking, you know, hopefully that all works. <laughs> and, and for the most part, for a lot of people, it does. I hear about the ones that it doesn't work for. And if there's something that goes wrong, like a catastrophe in the world, like an earthquake somewhere. Yeah, volcanic eruptions. Volcanic in, yes. Yes, we've had ash clouds in Bali. Absolutely stalled the world. You know, nobody could travel. Well, if you had booked online during those times, you would have known how hard it was and how stressful it was lining up to get a ticket and 300 people are in front of you. My clients just called me and said, I've got 300 people in front of me. Can you help me out? Yes, hold on a second. Da, 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 da. Got them a ticket. Now, go to the lounge, sit there, have a coffee or a wine, right? And in two hours' time, you're going to be on that flight because I have the systems. Unfortunately, with the onlines, as I was sort of starting to say, they can actually go down, like they can go under. You don't know where your money's going because you think you're buying through, you know, a major company, but it's actually being sourced through a little company. And we've seen many of those go down recently. And when they do, your money is not necessarily protected. So, so Sue, there's so many, many issues there and we could go on about on a- <laughs> each of these. I, I mean, and it is, it's, it's just it's great information. <laughs> I, I just, I love hearing about this because... I know last year when I travelled to South America, I got tired of trying to book my tickets online and I went straight to a travel agent and it was done and dusted and I had no issues. In And years ago, I think one of the great things for me is I had a friend who was in travel and for my 50th birthday, eight of us took off to Italy. And this person coordinated our travel our pickups, our hotels, and I'll tell you, with eight destinations internally in Italy over two weeks or eight places we went to, nothing went wrong. Yeah, beautiful. We got to where we were, were going, whether it by tra- train or bus or whatever, we were picked up, we were delivered to our hotel, we were picked up at the end of that time. Our hotels were amazing. She got us amazing prices in um, end of season and beginning of season deals and oh my god it was just perfect and there was not one stress for any of us i was away for a month we were all together for two weeks and there wasn't anything it was it was fantastic so you know that's the experience of having someone that you've got an itinerary you know where you've got to be you know what you've got to do and just Trying to coordinate that many people isn't easy. And, um, yeah, it was great. But how important in all of this is travel insurance? Um, travel insurance is vital. Um, you know, let's not talk about COVID because <laughs> in that, when it comes to travel insurance because there was only one company that covered for circumstances that, may have covered you during COVID and then they've stopped that and all the insurance companies have sort of stopped. 
outside of the COVID situation, I think it's vital. If you save your money to go overseas, save enough for your travel insurance. If you don't, and you're going to skimp on something, please, 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 please don't skimp on travel insurance. And I, I look, I'm sure most of your audience would never dream of doing that. I personally won't even deal with somebody that has not got travel insurance. You don't have to buy it through me. Just have some kind of travel insurance. Over 35 years, I could tell you I've seen people, um, you know, I've seen people get gravely ill in hospitals for months and months on end. I've seen people kidnapped. I've seen people sued. I've seen people um, die. I've seen people, fall, you know, get gravely ill um, and need to get back to get proper medical attention. Um, you need travel insurance, you know. Like, yes. It's just, you just have to have it. You absolutely have to have it. It's important. And, and travel insurance has evolved. Um, nowadays, um, you know, it'll cover you think for things like when you hire a car, you know, when you hire a car and, um, Hertz is saying, well, right, here's your car contract. Now just, you know, for another $26 a day, you'll get this reduction insurance excess, sorry, reduction, reduction, excess insurance. Well, travel insurance will cover that excess insurance. Oh, okay. Right. Travel insurance will cover you if, you know, your immediate family back here has had something wrong with them and you need to be repatriated back to Australia. There's just so many situations where it's saved people. Um, I've had one lady, um, I'm just thinking of right now, I booked her a tour and this particular tour, you need, you know, they offered an insurance. And she said, oh, I don't really need to take that. You know, I've got my own travel insurance. And I said, no, really think about taking the tour travel insurance. And I actually kind of convinced her, right? So she took it. About two months later, she was only young. She was diagnosed with a cancer. Now, because she had that insurance in place, I was able to get 100% of her money back. And she was so, so grateful because seriously, she was going to skimp on her $99 insurance. I always take out travel insurance. And I have a really good story. Around 10 years ago, I was about to go on a tour, uh, a ski tour in New Zealand and the week before, I tore my cruciate ligament and um, needed a knee reconstruction. And I basically got the majority of my money back. Yeah. And I couldn't take that tour. Yeah. So that was one for me that, you know, yes, I had the incident in Australia, the accident in Australia, but I was to go to New Zealand yeah. in the future, only a week later. But that was all covered. Yeah. And... Then five years ago, four and a half years ago, I put my mum and dad on a cruise ship. Now, they were in their 80s. Yeah. Travel insurance, when you're older, is expensive. Really? And you go, gee, you know, like I'm travelling, it's costing me almost as much for the insurance as the ticket. Dad had a mini stroke on the cruise, 
was put off the ship in Bali, had to be in hospital for a week in Bali, then had to spend another week in Bali before he was allowed to fly. There had been a volcanic eruption. They had to wait for that time to be able to get out. And, you know, the thousands of dollars in Bali in a private hospital, which he got incredible care, was so worth it. And they recouped a lot of their money from that. And the travel agent and the um, cruise ship worked together to get them home, and it was so great. And just another scenario was a friend of mine who was travelling in Canada watching a sporting event, and this was probably eight years ago when and he had he ended up having a liver transplant while traveling now can you imagine the cost of a liver transplant while you're traveling do you know pardon where was he when he was traveling do you know he was in canada oh wow yeah he got sick and his words to me were i was two hours from a pine box Anyway, they found a liver and transplanted and he recouped over there and came back and he's really well. So all of that was covered by insurance. And some of the trips that I do, like swim treks and um, and around islands in Greece and trekking, take that little bit more insurance cover because you might have to get helicoptered out of some remote area. So I take the advice of the agent and the company that we're trekking with or doing something with on what I actually need. But one of my friends does something for her son every year for Christmas. She buys his travel insurance for a year. That's his Christmas present is his travel insurance. She said it's not a very exciting present, but for both of us we know he's covered. And, you know, a year's worth of insurance is a very valuable present. So there's some of the scenarios I think about, you know, buying when you buy your ticket, buy your insurance. Absolutely buy your insurance. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, you know, cause you've gone through it that you would never ever consider ever again traveling without travel insurance. It's the first um, thing I do when I, yeah. it's, and do you want, and do you want fries with that? When I'm buying yeah. my ticket, yeah. it's like, yes, I'll have the fries. Thanks. Give me the insurance. I just think it's, it's, you know, it's as valuable as, you know, well, budget, budget for the insurance budget for your transfers to the airport and back home you know like yes all these things um but insurance is just it's absolutely crucial i just also want to mention that um as i said travel insurance has changed a little bit and there is a company that now well up until covid pre-covid and hopefully post-covid when things settle down that this particular company would let you um, cover your travel and cancel for any reason really now primarily uh travel insurance only covers you for um, unforeseen circumstances like when you hurt your leg you know it was unforeseen and unexpected you know and that that's always been the way but in the last year or so, we have seen insurances start to cover people for cancellation for any reason. You might have to pay a bit more, but boy, it can be worth it. Yeah. Um, totally worth it. So, yeah. And the other thing I wanted to mention too is that 
yes, it's extremely expensive for people over the age of 80 to get travel insurance. There are some circumstances where we can get it and we can get reasonable prices for people. But if they are stuck, your listeners might like to note down a company called Kota if they don't know about Kota. It's spelled C-O-A-T-A. And Kota will give you a substantial discount on uh, your travel insurance if you're over the age of um, 80. That's really good to know. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to um, raise before travel insurance, and this really comes after the scenario of you getting people home. For some of us who've already got travel booked for the future, well, I know, you know, I'm due to go to South Africa in August, um, and I know that's not going to happen now. In general, what should people, if they're booked with an agent, um, what sort of things can they might they experience well look it's as i said it's you know it's unprecedented we all know that um your money is tied up either in credit if it's in credit with an airline then your agent will be looking after that for you we're literally babysitting people's money yeah and myself and most of my colleagues in the industry are working really hard right now still working long hours to save uh to to make sure that our clients money is safe um either in credit or refunding we don't get paid for that by the way i just have to say that yes i know we're not getting we're not getting paid for that we are literally looking after your money there we don't know none of us know what's going to happen with with you know travel going forward but if your money is in credit and you've got somebody watching it for you, they'll have a finger on the pulse. And as I said, waivers are changing, policies are changing a little bit. Some airlines came out and they were pretty strict and said, no, nah, we're not going to give any refunds. Others are saying now, well, yeah, we will. Um, you just, just need to sort of sit tight. Refunding, uh, you need to have a conversation with your travel agent about that. If you haven't booked through a travel agent, you probably got to sit online or you know whatever hopefully uh get through to an airline and uh and have a you know conversation with them well i personally haven't bothered to have much of a conversation yet because i'm not going to panic about it i know something will happen i know it'll you know i'll either do it next year or at some stage i'm hoping so karen you can look at it you can look forward to it. Oh, I am. It's like coming up on the horizon, don't you think? It's out. Yeah. You've already spent the money. Yeah, I've already spent it. afterwards. Yeah, um, yeah I'm just, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that for next year. Um, can I tell you a really funny travel story? Please. And this isn't yeah. to do with a travel agent, but it's absolutely hilarious. So about eight or eight or nine years ago, three of my friends decided, myself and two others, we would go to Bali. I have friends that owned a villa, villa in Bali, so we got yeah. a great price and we booked our tickets and we looked forward to it for four months and we decided that day we'd go to the airport early because one of the girls had a pass to the first, first class Qantas lounge. So, yes, we get there at a quarter to three for the gates to open to let us go in, you know, um, yeah. at three o'clock. 
We were second in line, all three of us. Now, on this particular day, as we left my girlfriend's place, I left my licence in the car. I just took oh. a passport. Yeah. One of my other girlfriends the same because that was all we really needed. We weren't hiring cars or anything. The other girlfriend had everything, you know, everything she needed. We get there and two of us were all checking in and the, the woman checking us in said to to one of my girls, I'm, a, I'm not going to mention the name, she said, can you read me the date on your passport that it expires? And she said, blah, blah, blah. And she said, that is eight days less than six months, you can't fly. <gasps> and she said, I beg your pardon? And she said, no, I can't issue you a ticket because you can't get out of Bali with less than six months on your... It's just interesting. And this girl was so organised, so meticulous, but she had a pretty rough year, which was why we were going on holidays together. So she said, the only thing, you need a new passport. So we're at the airport, our flight was a Jetstar flight for five 5.30. It's 3 o'clock. I'm one of these people in a – I don't panic in a situation like that. It's like, let's get this done. We, we threw her over to the post office in the, in the airport. There was a, a news agent person. We got photo – we got new passport photos. We threw her in a cab with a luggage and we sent her to the passport office, which she got to a quarter to four. It shuts at four. They said, oh, we don't know if we can do this for you today, but you need two forms of identification. That was a passport. And she was the one that had her licence. Oh, right. She was about to change her name on her next passport because she was divorcing. So she wanted to go back to her maiden name. So that couldn't happen. So she had to get a new passport in her, her married name still. Anyway, the long and the short of it was at 5 o'clock, the doors were all shut and closed off and she's sitting there, the only person left in the passport office. And at 5 o'clock, they said, oh, your passport's ready. She yeah. ran out of the passport office and threw herself in a cab almost pushed someone out of the way, told the guy at the, the cab driver, I'll give you $50 extra for speeding. It was peak hour, by the way. Oh, my God. Now, at this stage, my girlfriend, my other friend and I, we were sort of monitoring the situation and the, the gates hadn't closed. So we were talking to the powers that be at the airport and they said if she, the flight had, by then we found out, been delayed 45 minutes. Oh, good. So they kept the gate open. Anyway, the long and the short of it, we heard she got out of the cab and she was back at the check-in. And they said, didn't we see you earlier? And yeah. they said, yes. She said, yes, I've got a new passport. She ran in. Then she's coming through customs and a passport was so new it hadn't been upgraded in the system. Long and the short of it, we filmed her running to the gate to take off. And it was just so funny. Anyway, we all got on the plane and we drank a hell of a lot getting to barley but it was how in three hours you could get someone from the airport to the passport office and back and on a flight all the stars were aligned because we know if she'd had to go away she was in the frame of mind that she would not have got on another plane the next yeah time. yeah um, and we'd looked forward to that for so long but oh. the story about having ticked all the boxes before you travel well, yeah, and, and they won't 
lift you unless you've got at least six months on your passport coming back by the date you come back into Australia. Yes, so that was the issue. Now, I have another quick question, and and I think we're going to have to get going then. We've we've talked way longer than I intended. Um, Oh, okay. It's just so easy to talk to you about this, Sue. So sometimes people assume a role of a tour leader and taking groups away. What sort of, and they're not travel agents, what sort of situations can arise? Uh, Such a good question Um, because, you know, really um, we're seeing more and more of that happening, right? You know, the internet has made people feel like they can be their own travel agent. And, um, you know, and if you have a group of friends and you'd like to take them away, um, you know, maybe you're going to some country, say you're going to South America and you've been there a number of times before and you decide that you want to actually set up a tour and take all your friends there yourself. I mean, it's a really great idea. Um, My advice is that you should see a travel agent to help you do that because we can still take the legal processes away from you. Because what we're seeing is, is many people are not, they come up with that idea, they do take people away, but they're not covered necessarily. If they don't look at this like a business, they're not covered. Our industry is deregulated. Unless you've got some sort of insolvency insurance or you know, some sort of insurance to cover yourself, you, you could literally be putting yourself in a bad situation. You know, I know a lot of people and a lot of your listeners will have done this. They probably have done this and thought, well, I'm fine. It's good. But imagine if you had have done this, taken a tour, planned a tour for people, six of your best friends or 20 of your best friends and taking, hoping to take them to South America and then COVID hits, right? And the money has gone to someone in South America. You've paid the money in South, to your supplier in South America. You are now going to have to get that money back. What if you can't get that money back? You know, the legal position is it's just wishy-washy. If you work with a travel agent, we can actually do all your ticketing for you. We can take your, you know, I guess your friends or your, your you know, your your group's money and we funnel it through our agency. It's protected in a client trust fund, right? Then we pay the suppliers. Now, if the supplier is approved by us, it's a supplier that we know and we approve, we have a product called uh, Zero Flight Risk. Um, not operating at the moment, but, but ordinarily we have this product called zero flight risk and I believe we're probably one of the only agencies in Australia that offer this to our clients okay so if the supplier is approved by us and they go under say the transfer company in South America goes under or the car company or you know the tour operator goes under your your clients or your, your group will be covered by this insolvency insurance. Mm. 
right? Now, the other thing we can do there is we can uh, negotiate on your behalf, get you really good deals. And depending on the number of people you have in your group, we may be able to get you a really good deal for you um, so that you can continue doing this. So I, I, look, I know that there are people out there, they're doing it, they're, they're fine, but it's a risk. Yeah. And I think what I really want to say to your listeners is where's your money going? Okay, where, who are you paying? Where's your money ending up? Right? Yeah. We're seeing so many people lose money. You don't know how many people are involved. If, if, if you've got somebody setting up a little tour group, they have to pay the transport company, the tour operator, the cruise company, you know, yeah. the hotel, you know, the place that you're going to go, the restaurants that you're going to go and eat at. There, there, there's so many components involved. You hand over your $5,000 where that money's going. And this is the same with the onlines. Do you really know where your money's going? Now, if you yeah. do your homework, just do your homework because um, that is the value that we bring, right? One of the values that we bring is that, you know, your money's safe. Your money really is safe. Yeah. So think about that. Um, I have seen some pretty bad situations here for people. Yes. <laughs> and I've given you a big one answer to that but i've seen some pretty bad and i've seen some people lose their house oh right so it's not worth it's like anything you you know it's you've got to go and make a big purchase you've got to do your homework yeah so sue this has been really really um a great conversation about travel and you know we all love travel and we all and a lot of us, we just can't wait to get back yeah, to, to get our travels. Travel. I mean, I have my fingers crossed that this year now I can take a trip within Australia. I'm looking at Mingaloo for oh, June, but, but everyone that. says it won't be open by June, but I have my fingers crossed and I'll be last minuteing a trip to Ningaloo if I can and maybe a month yeah. in Western Australia. Who knows? And it may be just a fabulous time for us all to book tours within Australia and support Australia, especially after the bushfires and the South Coast is such a magnificent place. Absolutely. As is such a magnificent place. I, I just had a week in Adelaide and around Glenelg and Victor Harbour and I was so yes. impressed. Yes, yeah, beautiful. And, oh, stunning. And there's so many places yeah. I haven't visited here because we've always thought that, Australian travel was expensive but I think this is a really good time right now to if you want a holiday go do it somewhere in Australia get outdoors go sleep under the stars in central Australia there's so much to do yeah you got anything to add today yeah no I, I agree and I think you know it's supporting those businesses you know supporting those rural areas and you know, that have been really affected by bushfire and, and getting out and seeing the beauty that Australia has to offer. Yeah. No one knows what's going to happen. Like, you know, some people are saying, look, travel's going to come back. It's going to be really cheap. You know, we're going to get some really good deals. I'm, I'm in a bit of two minds with that. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I think, you know, these are businesses. They have to recoup. 
yes. it'll take a while. They have to restart. Um, you know, we may have to, we may see, look, I don't know if we had a crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> but we well, may some, see some really good deals. We may not. I think everything is really going to change. I believe we should be looking at Australia once it's safe for us. Look at Australia once it's safe for us to go to New Zealand. Look at New Zealand, why not? Um, we're going to travel again. You know, we're human beings, our spirit of adventure. Things are going to change. We, we, you know, in the meantime, we just need that imagination to, and, and, and recall all those beautiful trips that we have done. Um, I, I just want to say that I, I feel that at this moment, if people could see the value that the people in tourists, tourism are bringing to you, um, just consider that. Um, support them, think about them. They've, many people have lost their jobs. Many, many, I mean, so many people are out of work in every industry. In tourism, we've been particularly hard hit. Yeah. And, you know, the, these people need your support. So if you see somebody in your local area starting up again, a little travel company or whatever, and they're, you know, they're a legitimate little company, support them. You know, these people are out there or my colleagues are out there and they are literally working day in, day out to save your money right now. If everybody starts booking online at the end of this, we're, we're not going to have an industry, I, I believe. Like, we, we need support. Um, just like many industries out there will need our support, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to get on the bandwagon too much about that, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there now going, you know, buy Australian product. Well, yeah, buy Australian product, you know? Yes. I know <laughs> I, I agree entirely. Um, I've got probably 12 destinations I'd like to go within yeah. Australia. You know, places like the Great Ocean Road and yeah. I have done that. But, man, there's so many. We, we live in a beautiful country. Support your country. Support, support the your rural country. areas. Yeah. I'm at the moment up on the north coast of New South Wales and I got up this morning and I went with my sister to the top of North Brother Mountain. We took photos of the sunrise. Uh, it's still a beautiful time of year to go to the beach and have a swim. Yeah. And, you know, you can go fishing, you can yeah. go on long walks, you can ride your bike, um, go see what the local areas in produce, wineries, all of those things. So, hey, yeah. so I'll be exploring some places to visit and yeah. uh, you live in my building so um Yay. i'll be able to wander upstairs when i'm back in sydney and go hey book me a trip i'd love to it's it you know what i love helping people make their their travel dreams come true i really do it's so exciting and uh, i'd love to help you karen there's going to be so many beautiful places for us all to go and visit you know we just yep. gotta take this time out you know, and recalibrate and just, you know, sit back and, 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 and just take it easy a little bit and imagine, you know, our next trip, you know, it's going to, it is going to happen. And um, yeah, I, I, for one would love to help. <laughs> so. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure um, if anybody asks me how to find you, I will certainly let them know, but Sue Please. Barton from MTA yeah. Travel. That's it. Yep. now and uh, 
I hope to catch up with you soon. So do you want to say goodbye to the Northern Beaches radio listeners and to my podcast listeners? Yes. Thank you so much for listening. And I uh, hope you're enjoying this time at, at home with your families and your friends or whatever. And, um, hey, when you're ready to travel, please reach out. Um, and thank you so much. Thanks, Karen. Really Thanks enjoyed our advice. Yeah. And, uh, talk soon. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, aging is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside. There's a sparkle in your eye. It's not all nine to five. It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Live out our dreams Just you and me Let your heart be alive There's no time to Let your heart be alive.